Welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm. Uh, no filter cord, even though you did hear a, a farting noise probably at the beginning of this recording. It's actually Johnny Ryan. Hey, someone's got to make up for him not being here. Yeah. He just randomly was like, yeah, not today. Not feeling it. Um, so, uh, but we still have a actually looking through pretty good show. Uh, I, I was looking at uh, I, I saw some of these games that are uh, releasing. There's actually more games releasing this week than I anticipated. And uh, I got to look at a few of them and I was like, alright, I, I could get into that. So I'm kind of yeah, excited to, to, to talk be fair, about those. I woke up and was like, there wasn't really a lot of news this week. It was like, what, two announcements? And then like, mm-hmm. those were fairly like girthy announcements. So like, they had a lot going for them. So yeah, it's, uh, it's a big enough week. And um, even though we don't normally cover the smaller games, there's still a lot of decent deals dropping this week. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, let's go ahead and just jump right into it. Um, but first, as always, if you guys get the chance, head over to facebook.com/backslash Mammoth Games and check all the top news and video game stuff over there. We appreciate, of course, all the likes, comments, and shares. Pick yourself up some freebies. Um, I know right now some stuff that we won't talk about uh, Borderlands 3 is uh, giving out their Halloween themed heads that you can uh, grab over on uh, our Facebook as well but um, now you talked language. about it now I talked about it you just said um, we weren't, you said it was going to be stuff we didn't talk about but then you talked about it I guess I mean later in the show I should have uh, so we're not going to talk in about in the games section so we can't talk about Borderlands at all now in that I section. guess thanks, thanks a lot dangerous um and uh, Over Overwatch's um, Halloween Terror is kicking off, which is actually the probably most fun Overwatch themed event. Um, so, um, as well, follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know when we go live, we talk about Knifey Spoony. Um, but let's go ahead and just jump right into the games releasing. These ones releasing, of course, from October 12th through the 18th. Have quite a few. Uh, four of them, actually, on the 13th. Fair um, warning, I know nothing about any of these, so this is my first time seeing them, guys. I did my research, so I think we're we're, we're safe here. Oh, um, the first one looks kind of neat. I just yes, started watching yes. the video for it, so surprise, surprise. Red Wings Aces of the Sky coming to PC and Xbox One. I believe it had already been out uh, elsewhere. It may have come out on like Switch or something. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, but, um, but the, coming the, from the, all the thumb, games, the the, uh, the thumb art says Nintendo Switch, so it looks like it's at least there. Um, yeah, um, really cool. Uh, just. Arcadey flight sim. Uh, Ar- Arcadey, yeah, uh, like dogfight flight sim. Um, the graphics are really cool. I really like what the world looks like. It, you can see, like, when you're up there really high in this, like, night shot that we see in the live stream, um, you can see, like, a really cool sky that they've built. Um, and then you see the clouds as well. And it has, like, they look very, like, not real. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting game um, with a really cool art style, and you know as long as the um, gameplay feels right. I know a lot of like flight sim games can be yeah, it's got like uh, mild cell shading to it, like yeah, 
it's really bright. It really pops. It's it's got a cool little heads-up display and everything, like a neat little radar going for it. And it, I don't know, it reminds me of some of the old like original Xbox games, and like it 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 looks like it plays smooth though, and that's the best thing about it. It doesn't look jumpy. Yeah, I, and I haven't been excited for like any sort of flight game in a long time. Like I think I used to get kind of excited for Ace Combat back on like the PlayStation, like maybe early PlayStation Two, before it got like super super convoluted. Um, so this is fun though. Um, there's like they were even just showing off some um, like special maneuvers. And it, like, does a zoom-in on the pilot, and he pulls out, like, a pistol, and he shoots the other pilot. Instead of blowing up the, like, the aircraft, he just shoots the pilot, which is awesome. Um, so it looks like there's some perks and some, uh, you know, definite strategy here with this game. So It looks super fun, but it's still your classic arcade-style game. Like, you, you just go for your different stars to rank as you get through everything. You have different accomplishments you have to get during the, the matches. Um, depending on price, it looks like it might be one worth picking up on a, at least a sale. Um, yeah. I'm a sucker for for fun little indie games like this, and it looks like it's uh, it looks like it's worth some time. So if you if you catch it cheap enough, I'd say it's worth picking up. For sure. Um, up next, another one I didn't know that I would be like, okay, that's I, I wouldn't have looked at it otherwise. Um, GI Joe Operation Blackout, um, coming from Game Mill Entertainment and. Uh, Maximum Games for PS4. That's, that's the big deal on this. Maximum PC. Games, I've talked about before. Mm-hmm. That's the that's, Those are the guys that put out anything. So, like, if you just have a game that you've been working on for a while and want to throw it out there to the public, you go to them. And it doesn't really matter if it's a good game or a bad game. They'll probably put it out. Um, but yeah. that means that a lot of their stuff can surprise you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this one, for me, was surprising. Uh, it's, of course, G.I. Joe... Um, it looks like it's set up very comic book style. It has a really good um, pop to the environment and the characters with a little bit of cell shading. Um, and it is a, uh, you know, it's just a multiplayer. Um, it's co op and, uh, yeah, co op and PvP um, third person shooter um, with all the familiar, you know, lovable old G.I. Joe characters that you can play as. Um, it looks it looks kind of fun. I mean, I don't think it's something that I would sit down and be um, like freaking out over, like heavily anticipating. But uh, it does do split know, screen though, which is awesome because so few games do that anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, if I was just browsing the store, I'm like, hey, I want something kind of new and interesting. Uh, this could definitely be it. Um, the other thing that I thought was pretty interesting is, you know, I, you think of a third-person shooter, you don't expect this to do anything too crazy. Um, you know, just different weapons, different skins of characters, and things like that. Um, this one actually has vehicles. So that, I, I found that interesting. Um, so you saw uh, during gameplay um, at least one guy driving around the tank. Like blowing everything up on the map, so that's yeah. That's like it's weird to see such a big license end up being a maximum games title. I'm used to them being the really random nobody games, so this this stands that it could turn out to be pretty good. Um, if history dictates, though, it's not going to stay full price long either way. So you 
will see price drops on this one like crazy, but you might also have trouble finding physical copies of it out there after a little while. Yeah, yeah, this one will be uh, probably a little more difficult to find uh, a physical copy, at least after, you know, until after um, we start to get, you know, some of the um, trade stores start to get some, uh, some of these in. And even then, it'll probably be far and few in between. Um, okay, as well. Uh, Up next, another one that surprised me. Favorite kind of gameplay. Do Do you love dinosaurs? I do. I do. Well, I hate dinosaurs, so I just want to shoot them like crazy. <laughs> All right. So we have a second extinction uh, from Systemic Reaction and Avalanche uh, for PC, Xbox One. And then it is um, an Xbox Series X and S enhanced game. Um, so you will be able to play this enhanced on next-gen consoles. Um, it is... Uh, shoot, what was the name of that game? Um, Evolve. It's kind of like Evolve with dinosaurs, except with less trapping. It's like, like kind of like Turok mixed with Evolve. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was seeing. Very, uh, like, Left for Dead, but with dinosaurs. So, uh, it looks cool, though. It looks fun. Um, I, I like the, um, you know, I, I like the idea of, you know, dinosaurs and games. I, I think that is something that is kind of lacking right now. You know, growing up, uh, early playing things like Dino Crisis and stuff like that. Um, it's definitely something that, that's, that's missing. Um... So, I don't know. Definitely, uh, I'm interested in giving this one a shot. It looks, it looks fun. Um, and then, last but not least, for the 13th at least, uh, for PS4, Xbox One, and PC, uh, from Perfect World, is Torchlight 3 coming out of Early Access. Uh, this is um, finally coming to console, which is kind of the big, the big deal. Um, if you're not too sure on what Torchlight 3 is. Torchlight 3 is uh, a lot like Diablo. Um, but it has better references, I think. <laughs> I don't little, know. It, a little it doesn't cartoonier, take a bit more seriously. family friendly, um, isometric top down, hack and slash, beat em up. Um, yeah. It's, it's just family friendly, cartoonier Diablo. Yeah, a lot of. Um, definitely a lot of fun to be had. I don't know. Between the two, I kind of. Between Diablo three and Torchlight two, I think I like Torchlight two better. I couldn't tell you why. I think I had more. I think it might have been the Goonies reference real early on, where you have to, <laughs> you you actually end up getting an item, uh, one eyed Willie's eye. That's fun. Uh, but yeah, th this one's definitely definitely a fun, like you said, um, asymmetric hack and slash game. Um, can't really go wrong with it. And there's really no way that they could even uh, mess it up, you know, living on... Um, it's such a tried-and-true formula. Like, it's such a tried-and-true formula, and they nailed it with the first Torchlight, and then the second one was just even better, so... Yeah. So this one, it was a little weird. I do know the... Um, I think the original studio ended up closing, and then this was put in kind of a... Like we don't know what's going to happen, 
Um, but then the early access came out and the response was pretty positive, positive enough to get um, console release. So that's good. Um, that's pretty much exactly what we were hoping for when we talked about uh, the original studio, you know, um, probably like a year or so ago um, when we heard that they were kind of going under, I guess. Um, so, yeah, that wraps up the 13th. Kind of a big day. There's kind of something in there for all types of players, I think. Uh, moving on to um, Friday the 16th, uh, we have, first up, the Mario Kart Live Home Circuit for the Switch. Uh, that's the one where you set up the gates around your living room or uh, wherever, and then you race the go-kart on the Switch. Yeah, we talked about um, that one a couple weeks ago, and we were all really excited. I'm surprised it was dropping this quick, though, because I had completely forgotten about it until I started seeing that, like, the other day, pre-orders had gone live for it on certain websites, but then they immediately got taken down. Like, nope, sorry, can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I saw Walmart had it up, and then it, it might have got, that might have got shut down. Um, this one was quick, but I, it's such an interesting idea, too. Like, of you know, like I wouldn't have this like this floor space or whatever. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I legit had a dream of something similar to this game last night. As far as like playing a racing game and drawing out your racetrack this way, um, yeah. I would cool, love yeah. to see other racing games kind of work like this or have like imagine like an open world game with like a racing mini game option in it where you could just hop into a vehicle and draw your racetrack out by driving it like this and then having to play it with people. Yeah. I mean, in the, it, it, the things that I think are cool is when you're playing, like, two-player and you throw a shell or you get hit by a shell and your car comes to a complete stop. That's interesting, I think. Um, but I did hear that, like, these ones are pretty tough. To, like, they will be pretty tough to find. So, you know, that's something that we'll end up hearing a bit more about, I think. You know, seeing the availability of something like this. And then All right. the other Friday launch, uh, everyone's favorite fighting game franchise, uh, NHL 21 is dropping on Friday the 16th. Uh, PS4, Xbox any? One, and then who knows what else is going to end up happening with it. Um, this year's been a big gray area on what we're going to see hit next-gen consoles later and all that fun stuff, but um, it's hockey. It's it's EA. You're either going to buy it or you're not. There's not really a lot that you can say about the sports games anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and that's something that I feel like we've all talked about quite a bit. I mean, it's not only not really our thing, like, as a group, um, but as well, we've seen innovation kind of dwindle. Not saying that this game isn't innovating. Um, I'm pretty sure this game has a few you know, features that are different. Like, I'm seeing uh, things that they're doing, like, uh, like a lot of movement. Like, I, I think that's the biggest thing that they're trying to enhance, is the player movement uh, versus the other characters. I, I know when I played originally, there was a lot of... Um, it really didn't matter. The collision wasn't as hard, so you can kind of, like, skate past someone, and if they missed their... Uh, defense or whatever it, that was um, you know it, it it was missed 
but in the newer games, and I think why some people that were just interested in the casual play of it stopped messing with it, just it was just because you know you couldn't get around people. It, you had to have that kind of like breakaway, or you had to mess with their mechanics that might not be as um, fluid. Um, but this, they are showing a lot of uh, like different movement, like bouncing the puck off of the um, off of the side of the um, arena to you know sneak around people and things like that. Um, but I think what they're the big innovation this time around is their um, fluid um, IQ mechanic. I think is what they're calling it. Uh, so I don't know if you are a big hockey fan. I actually really like hockey. But, um, you know, not enough to play a hockey game. <laughs> it just, uh, yeah, the, you know, the, this is for you, I feel like you already know. Yeah, like every year I, I sold tons of hockey games to literally the same people. It was never new people coming in, oh, do you have NHL? I was like, no, it's, you already know you're going to buy it before it even comes out, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I do like seeing that in this video we're watching on the live uh, live stream. They were showing some of the mocap, um, and it, it was it was beautifully done. Uh, so that that's really good. Um, not just having these generic um, generic moves, especially for someone like the goalie who is always uh, like always in the line of fire. Um, so that's pretty good. Um, but yeah, I don't think too much more to say about that. And that does actually wrap up our games releasing. Um, so some good stuff. Um, I, I would say, uh, yeah, there is literally something for everything. This, or some, something for everyone this week. Uh, you know, whether you're a kid and just want to play around with racing games, or if you like the, you know, something a little more visceral with, uh, like a first-person dinosaur slaughter game. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely get out there. And you can as well let us know um, over on Twitter, at Mammoth Games Inc., on, uh, you know, which one you might be, you know, which one you might be picking up or interested in. Uh, but I think the more interesting thing to point out is as of technically, I think, yeah, today. Oh, wait, no. Uh, the Xbox s system comes out. Is it the 11th or the 10th? The 10th, uh, it comes out the tenth, so we're we're less than a month away from the Series X and S launch, and we are a month and a day away from PlayStation Five launch. So yeah, by the time you guys are listening to this uh, on uh, podcast, it will be coming out a month from you know you listen to this as this will come out Monday um, for the PlayStation, and then uh, yeah. A, like two days sooner, yeah. you'll be able to get the Xbox. So that's interesting too. Um, it's it's almost like a Christmas Eve, except you have to wait a really long. October time. is going very slowly. Yeah, yeah. All right, we do have a few um, freebies uh, as well, of course. Um, Epic yeah. always giving out some good stuff. Um, this week. I believe you guys talked about it last week, but yeah, we uh, we tipped out a little bit. Um, Abzu drops this week for Epic Game Store that came out Thursday, so we got a few more days to nab that while you're listening to this. Um, that's kind of been on every other platform already. I know it was PlayStation Plus free at one point too. It's yeah. a, more like an environmental adventure, like 
travel game. I would say it's a walking simulator, but it's really more of a swimming simulator, uh, a swimulator, if you will. A swim swimulator. Yeah, I think a I can get. I think I can get paid for saying that. Yeah, yeah. They should trademark that. That would have been cool. I'm gonna have to. Uh, um, and then uh, the other big one that you can pick up until October fifteenth um, is Rising Storm Two Vietnam. Uh, not too sure on um, on this title, but it's free. So you can totally be not sure and uh, check it out. I'm just kind of checking out the video for it now. Wanted to see if it was more of a uh, like a tactical game or otherwise. Uh, the description says um, take on Vietnam 64 player multiplayer matches. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, typical shooter, very uh, very yeah. so PVP. Yeah. Is what you're looking at here. Because that's cool. exactly what Vietnam was. Player versus player. Uh, and then as well, after that wraps up, October 15th uh, through the 22nd, you'll be able to get um, actually two pretty cool games. Um, yeah, as long as they hold through on it, two really solid ones. One is very fitting for the month of October. Um, I know last week we talked about Xbox being on top of it with, well, Sony and Xbox both being on top of it with their uh, with their horror stuff. Um, but Epic's going to be tossing out Amnesia, a machine for pigs next week. Um, yeah. Part of the Amnesia trilogy, I believe it is at this point. Um, yeah, this one was the, um, the indirect sequel. Yeah. To uh, Des is it Descent? I think so. Uh, I don't even remember. I just know the Amnesia games are terrifying and I have too much anxiety to play them. Yeah, yeah. I think this one is the indirect sequel done by another studio um, uh, of Descent. Uh, it takes you to a... I know this one takes you to uh, London in the... It's like 1899. Um, and they have some... It, it kind of... It, the uh, time period and kind of perspective kind of jumps back and forth uh between a few different uh i think people and then as well a few different time periods those few different time periods um so this one's pretty good especially uh for the month of october for the spooky season here and then the other uh i really hadn't heard of but uh i ended up checking it out it is kingdom new lands uh this one is a uh like a kingdom builder um like a strategy simulation survival-esque game but it's uh, a side scroller like which is the yeah. craziest part yeah it's it's 2d which is really crazy um, it sounded like you had looked at this a bit more. I, I had seen had... a little bit here and there, and like just the idea of it always kind of wanted to pull me into it. There is a DLC, or at least expansions for it that are out, um, but it's something I wanted to play with for quite a while, because it's really simplified, because it is just that left-to-right travel and everything, but it's still, like you said, it's a kingdom builder. You're kind of building up your little settlement and then turning it into a full-on kingdom, but you have to worry about attacks from everything from wild animals to giant demonic monsters from who knows where yeah that's pretty cool um and like who doesn't love a a good kingdom builder every once in a while I mean, those are like a civilization building uh title those are fun 
Um, I think the art style and the idea of it being two, a 2D kingdom builder, I think that's, I mean, that's enough for me to, like, go, alright, that, that could be something to download and check out. Um, but yeah, that's what, uh, that's what you're looking at here, um, October 15th through... I will say, while we're, while we're on Epic, um, if anybody hasn't nabbed up their free download for Rocket League yet, do that. Uh, you get a free $10 Epic coupon just for grabbing your free download for Rocket League. Um, and there's a lot of good stuff out there to be able to spend that on. Um, it does expire pretty quick, so you're going to want to use it on something pretty fast. But $10 off of something that's 15 bucks or higher is pretty rad. Uh, I don't know if it can be applied to pre-orders or not, though, because I might be interested in trying to nab up bug snacks a little bit early. Yeah, um, and if... If you're like me, you might already actually have, still have a coupon. So the coupons do stack, I believe, right? Uh, I haven't tried yet, but I'm going to try today because both of those coupons are going to be expired by the end of October, and I need to use them. Yeah, so with any luck, maybe you can uh, stack them up. There's, I mean, if it can be used on pre-purchasing games, uh, I mean, Ghost Runner is also a really cool game. Um, kind of a... Uh, uh, you know, like cyber future parkour hack and slash first person game um, and then the medium looked cool so some good stuff out there uh, looks like the coupons cannot be used on pre-orders oh, I just okay. tried so bummer on that guess I'm not going to be getting bug snacks for next to free so that's that's fine yeah, still a lot of other good stuff out there. Oh yeah, so. there's a ton, and uh, it's it's. I mean, people always used to hate on the Epic Store. I've been a fan of it since it started out, so mm -hmm. I'll get games yeah. a little bit cheaper on there when I can. And I guess I have to find something to blow these coupons on now. So you get what you get. Exactly. All right. So uh, for our weekly news, we've kind of separated this week out into. Um, company information so microsoft playstation and then we have some information just on some uh just some regular game information uh so we'll start with microsoft um this was big. one i think you will have the most information about yeah um, this was a this was kind of a big surprise and after reading into it some more it wasn't that huge but microsoft is continuing with the good pr where they can so we know that the other week they dropped a ton of money and bought bethesda that's a lot, man. Microsoft, where do you get all this money from? What are you going to do with all this money? That's kind of crazy. Um, Microsoft made another big one the other day. Um, on the 8th, they made an official announcement. Microsoft has a new retail partner. Um, it is not, it, it's, it's going to be a weird little multi-year strategic partnership with GameStop. That's um, interesting. It's interesting because it's not really about the sales aspect of it. Um, most of our listeners know we both work there um, it sucked and it wasn't because like the people and the policies and stuff mostly it was really just like trying to do anything on their systems was next to impossible um, you got lucky enough to leave before the last big software POS update went out which changed how everything looked but it was all still based on a really bad foundation um, this new agreement is uh basically helping standardize the back-end and in-store solutions for for stores to be able to Smart. rely on um, all of Microsoft's services and products. Um, yeah, that's 
that is um, that's insane. That's what it, they it, needed like so much. Yeah. Um, we're at a time right now where we finally see GameStop stock going back up because of the new systems, which we knew was happening. Um, so this is an awesome time for for Microsoft to jump in there and help out a little bit because that's going to jump that stock price up a little bit more. Um, but it's going to help with e-commerce. It's going to help with inventory control. It's going to help with everything, especially the point of sale. Um, mm -hmm. Having official Microsoft like products and services, which all tie together so neatly as the 365 suite does, is a no-brainer. And why don't more retail companies do it? But it also kind of makes sense since Microsoft shut their stores down with COVID. Um yeah. GameStop's been a huge seller of Microsoft stuff for forever. Um, they're still the biggest place to go as much as people want to hate them, and Walmart and Target and Best Buy are all out there. GameStop still outnumber all those other stores. So there are so many GameStops out there that it's statistically, your chances are someone's going to buy their console from GameStop. Um, so it's going to get them updated POS stuff. It's going to get them new Surface tablets for stores so they can stop using their old, crappy, outdated iPads that die in an hour. Um, mm -hmm. Hopefully it will help fix some of their internet problems and stuff too because most of the struggle for GameStop has been getting the job done. Um, it's hard to hold your employees accountable for something when they can't literally do it because the technology doesn't let them. Um, and I just think this is huge. Um, I kind of expected to hear some more about Microsoft investing into GameStop because of the all-access becoming a thing through GameStop and through more retailers, which I thought was awesome. But this seems like right. a much bigger move. Um, field managers had already been using Surface tablets for a while. Um, a lot of companies are moving into using Microsoft Surface stuff. My company just did. I work for a bank, and now I my branch, my company is using more and more Surface Pros instead of computers because of the ease of accessibility for them and how much more interpersonal with a with a client or with a customer that experience can, can become when you have something portable like that. Yeah. Um, how long will it be before we start really seeing this impact stores? No idea. Um but there's a lot of possibilities there, and I'm really excited to see what happens after all of these new uh, holiday resets. I would imagine we don't start seeing this start affecting anything until sometime next year. But I am excited to see what walking into a GameStop is going to be like then versus now. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's 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 interesting just because, like. Microsoft. I think the key thing that I find super interesting is Microsoft closing down all their stores due to COVID. And, you know, I wonder if this deal with GameStop is like them just kind of further digging into the video game pocket rather than digging into their own pocket. Because, um, you know, if they further invest in something like GameStop and they're pulling people to their stores and then they're selling stuff from you know realistically their competitors yeah i mean That's microsoft microsoft stores were always a good place to go like everything was efficient so yeah. a lot of people were bummed to hear when they left but at the same time they were still such a focused specialty store that i knew they weren't gonna last forever like sorry I, but I would love to see that focus brought to GameStop, though. I really Not think focused. that 
on their I, product specifically, just yeah, I think gaming a, in general. I think it's a cool move for Microsoft because, as we know, like yeah, they have their own systems, no big deal. Um, typically, the last couple of GameStops I've worked in, their Xbox sections didn't get shopped that often. Um, yeah. PlayStation section got hit like crazy. Switch section got hit like crazy. My Microsoft section never got touched. Um, it was a smaller section because it had fewer games. Like it didn't get shopped nearly as often. Um, but now that Microsoft has so much stake in the market with so many developers under their under their umbrella, um, this is a huge move because even if it's not them actually engaging there, they're helping them by by getting them the tools to help them have a better experience. And it's kind of becoming a whole like. Hey GameStop, here's the deal. After you have all this stuff, no one's gonna hold your hand anymore. You've you've got no excuse. If we can get you this awesome technology backbone to help fix all the problems that you've been having, or at least a lot of them, you have no excuse then. Right. Um, and and that that could be interesting. I would like to see, like more so. I would like to see their idea. You know in working together to figure out how to solve um, the and combat something like just people strictly buying their things online. And that's always been something that they had been, I I felt like been struggling with is like getting rid of the brick and mortar and switching just to online. Here's a crazy idea that I thought about the other day. Who's to say we don't see this be a partnership for a few years and then become an acquisition. Yeah. Like, so, it's totally possible that after this goes well enough and Microsoft gets ingrained in there enough, GameStop starts having another rough patch near the end of this coming console generation, just like they did this time around, because it's very cyclical. Every console generation, this happens, and people don't mm-hmm. realize that. GameStop hasn't had a five-year, ten-year plan ever. Um, setting, Establishing a multi-year partnership like this is the closest they've ever done to a like a real five-year plan yeah and that makes it um that it's a dangerous move a little bit i think for microsoft but they believe in them enough to make a plan like this so i mean that reggie, signed, reggie signed on to the board forever ago so reggie's been part of like the approvals board for gamestop for a while so I don't know if he would have had any kind of say in this. Like, I don't know if the board would have been able to have this kind of thing happen or not. Because like, when it comes to board positions, they're really just fluff. They're just there to make the the shareholders feel better. But mm-hmm. this is a huge move. Um, it doesn't feel like it's much right now. But I, by the time this is done, I half expect to see somebody either previous Sony or current Sony get involved with GameStop at some point now. Because Nintendo and Microsoft both know that in the U.S., GameStop is the face of gaming. Mm-hmm. Like people like to and, hate on them for it for a lot of reasons, a lot of which are valid reasons. I get it. Yeah. But in the end, they're still a company. They're still there to make money, and if they don't make money, they're going to go bye bye. And Microsoft knows that. We yeah, know I mean, that. The, the Do you other really thing is want like, to be limited to having to get your games at Best Buy, Target, GameStop, and all these, or not GameStop, but Best Buy, Walmart. Target, Walmart, all these places. Or would you rather be able to go in and talk to somebody that at least knows about the product and BS with somebody that about that new game coming out and how much you should or shouldn't get the big collector's edition of it? And that was what I argued with our original store manager uh, about when 
I felt like his store became a little bit more lax because it used to be kind of uptight. Uh, like the you knew some of the people who worked there, like even before I did, um, that were still there, and you know they were it was very like business focused. Like our old store manager would walk up and shake people's hands and introduce himself and hey, what are you looking like? He's trying to sell a car, um, and. I remember telling him, like, I don't think that's what people want here. And I think that's something that's important, too. Like, finding your culture and identity. It's definitely a mix. Like, it's still a sales job. Um, It is. It is. And I had trouble hiring people and getting them to understand that. And it sucked that I would have to write people up and say what are you doing, dude? You didn't talk about this at all with that person. And like, yeah, but they don't want it. It's like, you don't know that. And, and right. the big thing is, is finding that, like, you don't push a product to push a product. It's it's sales to service. It's, you, you right. find the thing that they, applies to that person, that benefits that person, and that's what you talk about. Um, you're there to tell them what they need for what they want to do. Yeah, you're, I mean, in the end, yeah, you're there, you, just, you still have to hit your numbers on stuff, sure. but, like, the goal is not for you to hit everybody the same way with those approaches, it's to find those individual people that have those different needs. Um, and with the technology restrictions that have been there for so long and the dumb focuses that they had on different pieces of technology for so long, it was really hard. Um, there was such a checkbox mentality there for the longest time. And now mm-hmm. I think that if, if the Surface stuff works out, if they can integrate the POS into Surface Pros and let people properly set up sales on the sales floor while they're talking to people, let them show people like, game trailers of something and then build a sales bundle right on the on the floor with them and then take a payment like maybe even on the floor or just walk up to the register and take a payment then then bag everything up for them never have to sit there and make it feel awkward yeah i think that could be an awesome move yeah for sure um i mean there's a lot of options here and a, a lot of it comes down to can gamestop turn it around with the tools that they're being provided now and you know i think with um a lot of the you know um reduction a lot of the uh you know people that are like all the moving pieces that are have kind of moved around in the past like five or ten years yeah i they could there's really no reason that they can't turn this into something good and then even make microsoft look at them a little more maybe to the point like we said of some sort of acquisition down the road so cool stuff of course keep an eye on it um and we'll see what is uh yeah i I think it'll be fun i think it'll be fun stopping into a gamestop next year um i would love to be able to just i would love to feel like okay Again, like not not that I don't feel okay not going into a GameStop now, but it's a very weird feeling for me these days. Just because, not really that I you know used to basically live there, but more so just the things that they're focused on. Like there's so many like extra things. I just it's not the experience that like I kind of know what I want. I and think then the when problem I go there, is that I like being offered things, but not to the point of like my local store going, well, it's kind of a dumb move if you don't get this. And it's like, 
that's fine. I don't really want it. Like, you know, I, I don't like to have to justify why I'm not buying something from you. I think that's one of my problems with shopping at, at least my local. Yeah, and it, it's all that. It's all the field management. Middle management's really rough on pushing it down to the store level. A lot of times you'll see the stores have the best people possible, but they're under a lot of pressure. And this year especially, they're not holding back on letting people go, even if, like, hours are... And the thing is, because hours are a nightmare, so if you just let a manager go, the assistant manager will work more hours. That's fine. They'll probably yeah. get the store. Or they'll get a local store. They'll move the assistant managers around to give someone a store. Um, I've seen a lot of people go this year just because of all the stress. Because even with COVID being everything, um, it's still a nightmare. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we'll keep an eye on that. Um, definitely won't be the last time we'll be talking about that partnership. Um, aside from that, one of the cool things uh, Microsoft has announced that they're permanently letting employees work from home. Uh, Originally, once the um, pandemic hit, they moved to this hybrid workplace um, where, you know, it was a little bit, you know, you if you needed to go in office, you could, but you could also work from home. Um, and then as well, moving a lot of people to, you know, just uh, work from home until further notice. Um, and now they're saying, hey... You know, we're definitely reevaluating this uh, January 2021, but um, you know, it, it's looking like they're just going to say, "Okay, cool, you can permanently work from home." More so, I think the more interesting thing is um, you're allowed to permanently work from home remotely, so you don't have to live in the greater, you know, wherever the offices that you report to um, location. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, I, I like that idea. I always wondered that when I originally started working from home, uh, personally, uh, I was like, I wonder if I, I wonder if it would be cool if I could move elsewhere, <laughs> like and continue to work from home. Um, and it definitely won't be a thing with my job, but it looks like for Microsoft, that's totally a thing. Um, so that's pretty cool. And uh, this article from The Verge actually talks about them not being the only uh, employer that's doing that as uh, Facebook shift uh, tens of thousands of jobs to work remote. Um, and they could work remote within, uh, you know, five or ten years and then, you know, of course, reevaluate things. So that's cool. Um, kind of some good news coming out of uh, COVID because a lot of these companies, I know mine specifically, um, had a strict like oh we can talk about work from home um you know when things it's always when things are calmed down or you know because there's always something crazy going on but things never truly calm down so there's always that excuse of oh we'll look at it in the future and with covid it backed a lot of people into a corner now we have to work from home so everyone scramble real quick um you know, sometimes that's the thing that needs to go down to get something good. So I guess a little bit of a positive um, out of it for uh, a few different places. All right. Um, so uh, moving on, uh, kind of wrapping up, Microsoft didn't have a ton of news aside from that big partner partnership. 
Um, Sony actually threw out a bunch of stuff. Uh, the first thing that they showed off was the teardown of the system, which was kind of cool. Um, you said you did. Uh, you ended up watching this whole thing, right? No, no. I started to. Um, mm-hmm. I literally gave up like less than a minute in. Um, as soon as I saw them pop the side panels off, I was like, oh, that's dope. It's that easy to do. That's going to be some sweet ways to customize those plates. And then I just gave up because I don't care what the inside of the console looks like. <laughs> sure. I, I actually really liked the... Um the base the base is super cool um if if you guys haven't seen this base it's you know of course a like um a cylindrical base with a backing piece that that snaps over the back to stabilize it and it kind of rotates it has like a little plug that sits in the bottom of the base that you can uh cover the basically the screw hole from where the it connects to the base um and then uh, they're showing in the video of what you can do to, since the system is kind of like oddly shaped if you were to lay it on its side, they show what it would be like to lay it on its side, like how you snap the base on and everything. Um, so it was pretty cool there. Um, I did think it was interesting on how you pop the case off. It works, it reminds me of the PS3. I don't know if you remember that where you like push down and you can slide it off and then pull the uh, PS3 casing on or pull it off. Um, it reminds me of that, kind of like the shell that was around it. Um, and then he continued to just basically tear this thing, <laughs> tear this thing apart. Um, this, this is such a huge console. It's a monster. Uh, and as they break it down further and further going through the video, um, it's, it, it, it's really interesting. He shows how... Uh, he pops off the um, little side pieces. They kind of add that aesthetic of um, that makes it look kind of like a like a router. Um, he shows how they pop that off, and uh, I, I think that's pretty interesting. It's just like these like odd little side vents, um, and then he really digs into it. Like, of course doing something like this would completely like void, void your warranty and everything like that but um, yeah he pulls out the a very large uh, CPU cooling fan um, and takes it all the way down to like hey this is what it looks like to like if you were to lay out literally every part of this just on a table <laughs> individually um, yeah it's just a pretty so, cool video. There's so much there. It's it's a neat video. There's there's a lot of cool little bits to it. Because um, like yeah. I said, I, I didn't really watch. I skimmed through enough and skipped some places here and there. Yeah, showing the like the um, system memory and where the controller's at and everything like that. Um, the, the liquid the, metal cooling. Yeah. So this is a cool video. I think I think a lot of people are going to utilize this video um, later down the road after their warranty is up to um, pull their system apart and uh, pull their system apart and clean it. Um, What's so it, crazy? It's cool. It, it's it's crazy to me that this is like the opposite of what. Uh, this is the opposite of what Microsoft is doing, which is that Sony is just like, 
putting an official video in front of us and showing us how a teardown would look that we're never going to want to do ourselves because it's going to void the warranty and looks terrifying. Yeah. And Microsoft is just throwing consoles out to people like, That's oh, you have thing. a YouTube channel with a bunch of viewers. Here's a here's a Series X. Oh, you're a Twitch streamer with a bunch of viewers. Here's a Series X. Oh, you just have a bunch of people on Twitter. Here's a Series X. Like. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm almost sad that we didn't just reach out to Microsoft and be like, yo, can I get Series X? We'll, yeah. we'll talk about it for you. Um, yeah. But, um, I mean, and it's still definitely something that's uh, that's possible. Yeah, um, and it, it's cool, but like, Sony is just like, well, here's what the inside of our system looks like, because you know you're curious about it. I'm just like, I wasn't, but now I am. Yeah, like, I would have never have looked into that um, myself, like... It's not something that I think about, like, oh, man, I wonder what the, like, cooling fan looks like. It's just, like, I think in everyone's mind, they're just, like, okay, cool, how does it all work together and play video games? That's what we care about. Um, A warning popped up on the screen at the very end, though. Uh, Warning, the dust catcher does not guarantee that your system will not get clogged by dust. Clean your shit, people. Yeah. I saw that there. That's good. Tired of having to tell people that, but man. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, so the other thing that they uh, popped up this week was uh, a change to their trophy levels. Uh, trophy leveling. Um, so I think this is to al- alleviate the possibility of hitting a cap. Uh, so... Traditionally, it was um, levels 1 to 100, um, and now they're switching it, I believe, uh, from 1 to 999. Um, So they gave the example, if your current trophy level is 12, with this update, you'll jump up to somewhere in the low 200s. So... And they have a little breakdown over here on the PlayStation blog showing, you know, bronze trophies are worth, you know, this many points. Um, you know, and, of course, new icons, too. That's something I actually didn't look into. Um, it looks like they have different levels of bronze, silver, and gold trophies, which is uh, which is new. Yep, and I still haven't looked at mine, so... I don't know what my new level is. I know my old level was not high. I've yet to get it ever a single platinum, and I might just make that my goal to never platinum a game. <laughs> you need to make it a goal to platinum one ridiculous game, and then that be the only one. It'd be hard to figure out which one, though. It has to be a perfect game. Like, a perfect, like, just why would he have done that? It, it's so ridiculous, or, like, maybe it's so difficult to get the platinum on this like one game but I can't think of what game that would be right now but um, that's kind of like the decision I made I think it was during Apex their second season um, I got to a uh, I got to a rank of, uh, rank 69 and I just stopped that's fair so now, now I have an icon that says rank 69 that I can use forever ridiculous um, but that's pretty cool. If you remember your trophy level, um, go and check it out. Uh, you might not have noticed this. I noticed the PS4 doesn't really 
show you your trophy level too well. Like if you go and click on trophies, for me, it does not show my trophy, like my current trophy level and everything. It just shows all of the games and the percentages they are. You have to go into like your profile and then um, like find the trophy section. It's just, it, it, I, I don't know, could be better. Hopefully it'll be better with uh, PlayStation 5. So, uh, one of the other big things that they talked about, uh, actually these last two are pretty big things, um, but the first one here was uh, backwards uh, capability. And they were saying, um, looking specifically at the PlayStation 4 uh, to PlayStation 5 games, um, 4,000 plus PlayStation 4 games are compatible on the PlayStation 5. Um, it's pretty easy how you will uh, make that happen. And as well, a lot of them will uh, benefit from the PlayStation 5's um, game boost mode, which we will talk a little bit more about here in a second. Um, but looking at the... I was just counting them up. Ten games that are not backwards <laughs> compatible on the PlayStation 5 from PlayStation 4. Um, I don't Ten whole games? too much. Ten whole games... Yeah, I don't want the system anymore. And the one that did it was just deal with it. That was the nail in the coffin for me. Um, I don't know, man. We sing. Twitch sings oh. is ending at the end of this year. We kind of needed We Sing to get us past that. That's true. That's true. Looking at you, Sony. Uh, but um, it, yeah, it, it's it. This I think they needed this news because they came back and they were like, yeah. I know we had lightly talked about it and you know said some stuff about it, but PlayStation 1, 2, and 3 games will not be backwards compatible on PlayStation 5. Um, and that's a good... Uh, whether people want to think so or not, that's a good idea. Um, just because that was 100% the reason um, the PlayStation 3's... Uh, when the PlayStation 3 was... Um, the console that the network went down for two weeks was because of an issue between PlayStation Home and PlayStation 2 uh, backwards capability. And that was the moment they immediately took out backwards capability. Um, Sony is a little weird. I was talking with um, one of our listeners yesterday about, uh, about this, and they're a little weird with um, developing. Uh, developing for Xbox is relatively easy because a lot of developers use PCs. Um, so they're, you know, using a PC and using, you know, the Unreal, Unity... Uh, Everything, everything's still Windows-based with Xbox. It's, like, it's, it's all still... Windows-based. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Sony is not the case. They usually run off of, a, like, a Linux-based system. Um, so it makes it a little bit more of a pain in the ass to develop for. And the PlayStation 3 was that I think even a little more difficult, you know, according to just developers of the past, you know, developing in the past for those. Um, so I, I think uh, with the PlayStation 4 and with the PlayStation 5, I think they've kind of optimized that, uh, uh, you know, like developing for it, making the ease a lot, uh, you know, making it a lot easier. Um, but it's still not, you know, natively a Microsoft, you know, a, a PC and, uh, you know, 
P them developing on everything for PC. Uh, and then, you know, there's that step that just is pretty much taken out just because it's so easy to integrate that. Um, so, you know, I, I, I guess I, I, I guess I get it. And, um, it doesn't really bother me anyway, I guess as someone who, you know, collects things like I have retro consoles, retro, like quoting, <laughs> Uh, to play some of these games. So, um, it doesn't bother me. Like, if I wanted to play, like, uh, Parasite Eve, I could just bust out the PlayStation 1 and play Parasite Eve. Um, but, you know, it doesn't... I guess that doesn't work for everyone, and that's why some people are a little upset about it. Um, but usually when you get a new console, you don't really think about, like, all of the, like... I don't typically think like oh i'm buying this new console what old game can i play on it now <laughs> it's typically like what is like optimized and made for this new powerful machine and that's why we look at things like you know um like spider-man miles morales and uh you know like i think there's a new forza coming up i don't know um that game's just the pr one of the prettiest games that I can think of. So, uh, but yeah, uh, there's a, a complete rundown of the backwards capability with information on how to, you know, how you will swap uh, previously owned games uh, digitally and physically from one system to the other. So that's pretty cool. Uh, you can definitely go check that out on the PlayStation support page. Um, and then... Uh, you can check this out several places. Uh, we have uh, PSU.com, um, but I originally saw this over on the PlayStation blog page, but a little bit more about how the boost mode uh, is working out. Um, have you looked into this pretty heavily? Uh, I did not, because um, honestly, it didn't really matter to me. I, I don't plan on playing a lot of PS4 games on my PS5. Um, the fact that they at least came out and explained it, because we had seen like a boost mode on PS4 Pros to, to enhance PS4 games mm -hmm. to run better on a PS4 Pro, and we're, we're kind of seeing that same thing happen here. Yeah. So uh, it's pretty much just, um, just optimizing. Uh, optimizing the experience that, you know, you're already... Uh, you know, you may have already have had, or um, if this is the first thing you're playing, it's just optimizing that so it um, runs just natively better on this new console. Um, a lot of it will probably just be, uh, you know, it's of course up to the um, developer, um, but I imagine you'll see, uh, like, definitely the biggest thing will probably be load time just dropping off. Uh, not entirely, you know, you'll still have some of that, but uh, you can also see, you know, maybe some other cool things that are going down with it, like uh, better uh, frame rate and uh, just visually. Um, so uh, it's pretty cool um, that they've kind of outlined, hey, this is how boost mode works. Um, yeah. You're going to see a lot more games hitting that consistent 60 frames, which is something we wanted forever. Yeah. Um, it looks like boost mode's also really going to be... Uh, I don't know, it's weird. This article even kind of points out that boost mode is even going to help make sure that um, 
the way the system runs, it's going to allow your PS5 consoles to perform identical performance levels, irrespective of whatever the ambient temperature might be. So that's something weird to really think about is if it's hot or if it's cold, whatever, your system's not going to run any different and it's still going to enhance your games like crazy. So that's kind of one of the big things on there is just structurally, uh, boost mode is really built to take advantage of the hardware that's there. And that probably has a lot to do with that, um, that like liquid metal cooling that they kept showing off. Instead of it having that, um, like a PC would have like thermal paste, it has more of a like a liquid metal, kind of like a, something that reminds me of like mercury. Um, it's it's all thanks cool. to that smart shift technology, man. Working with AMD was a good move. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that pretty much uh, sums up everything that was kind of discussed um, for Sony for this week. Uh, <clears throat> this next one actually is um, in direct relation, so it's good that it's after. But moving into the game section, we had a few games go gold. Um, of course, uh, I don't want to say the biggest, but Insomniac did announce that uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales has uh, officially gone gold, um, saying that Miles Morales and the PlayStation 4 version that people will be able to get with, uh, I think it's like a digital deluxe edition. All that's gone gold and um, is basically just gearing up for next month, November 12th. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then the biggest news of all time, Bug Snacks has gone gold. Um, Saying that, uh, yep, we'll launch November 12th on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and of course, you can grab it a little bit early, I believe, on the Epic Game Store. So, that's pretty cool. And you can get 15% off on the Epic Game Store. That's pretty rad. I, I really like that. I really like that, um, that the Epic Game Store is able to... I feel like they're able to take some of the savings of not, like... I don't know. I, I would like to really see how they're able to sell some of the games just a little bit cheaper. Um, because, you know, they're not, uh, you know, the currency I mean, swapping I, between the companies. Those are probably still anything. contractually coming through from the from the developers anyway, or from the, from the vendors. So... Epic is probably like, yeah, we'll we'll toss bug snacks on there, and since but they're getting such a good cut back on it already because it's Epic, they're probably yeah. like, can we put it on sale? And they're like, yeah, I go imagine for it, a lot of it is like, hey, we're not taking this big percentage from you; we're taking a much smaller percentage. So if we put it on sale, you know, theoretically, people will go, oh, that's on sale, uh, and it's you know just coming out, so I can put it now and save hands. some money on it. So everyone's kind of getting a better deal there. So at least that's how I think that works in my head. Um, but punchline is bug snacks my gold. So that's awesome. All right. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about since last week, uh, Baldur's Gate 3 hit early access and I didn't get to talk about it. Uh, pretty much every single day they've been doing a hotfix. Um, fixing, you know, various crashes or things like that. This game is not done yet. Um, I've seen uh, my fair share of bugs. I've, I haven't had a crash yet. Well, I guess technically I had a crash. 
That wasn't the game's fault, though. <laughs> that was something stupid I was trying to do with Steam Link and controller support, and it did not work, but I had to try. Um, so, um, they fixed a bunch of stuff. They're, they're adding some other stuff in there that just isn't populating properly. You know, kind of standard um, quality of life for this. But the biggest thing that they kind of talked about here was... Um, they say, let's share something that you've created uh, through your choices in the character creation uh, with the game. Um, we took all the most popular choices in character creation uh, and recreated this character here. Um, we thought our analytics system wasn't actually working. We checked. It is. Um, and then they show a photo of the basically taking everybody's most popular choices, putting it together. This is the character that comes out of it. It looks like the basic Vault Dweller from Fallout. And they're like, what the hell, guys? We gave you demon eyes, horns, and even tails. We're sorely disappointed. Uh, go crazy. We worked hard on this. And I just thought that was funny. Uh, that, you know, I guess it does go to show, you know, no matter the crazy things that are thrown into games, um, people just like to play themselves a lot of times. Or they like to play something just default that they can kind of, you know put their eyeballs in that character's head. Um, and that's why we see a lot of characters kind of look the same throughout video games, uh, because they want in, they don't want the character to have you know, too, too much personality, because they want you I, to be able to think, I, hey, I can... I love yeah. this line about a fix. Also, also, we fixed an error where people were stealing from merchants by directly equipping the stolen items out of their inventory. Hubris. It's in the title. Like just, I, I imagine standing in front of a shopkeeper, like just like reaching over and like just taking things off of him and like just putting them on, like like while you're talking, that not even really shaking his hand, but like taking his gloves off while locking eye contact and then putting them yeah. on. Yeah, you're just like eye contact and you're grabbing the glove. Yeah, you're just like sliding it, it off, like that hand. slow jerking motion of like a little bit at a time till it's off, and like then you're putting it on and it barely even fits, but you're still doing it. He has no idea that it's happening. This is, um, like, I've, I've played this more than anything else across this last week. I don't know, I've been playing a lot of Avengers, too, but this one is definitely up there. And the character creator is so fun. I spent the whole, pretty much the whole first day just messing with the, the option. Like, I would create something and I would get, because uh, it has different, like, um, you know, you choose your origin and then your race and your appearance and your class. And I would get the class every time and be like, oh, but there's this class. And I can't have this character look like that and be this class. So I have to go back to my origin. And then I would start over working through with that idea in mind. And then I would get somewhere and be like, but no, this would be really cool. Um, and I landed on a, uh, a drow ranger. And there's no presets made for the character. Um, so it says not available in uh, early access or, you know, not available in the current state. Um, they do have presets that will be coming out. So that's definitely something. Um, but, yeah, this game is incredibly fun. This is one that, like, it is a D&D uh, campaign for sure. Like, it feels like D&D. Everything that's happening is so D&D. Like... Some of the stuff's off the wall, and you're like, what the hell? Uh, you know, some of the other stuff, you know, just kind of makes sense. 
I do so. want to play it. I really do. I just know that right now I'm not going to have time. So <sighs> I'm just I'm, I'm holding I, off. I want you to play it. I want all of us to play it. <laughs> like, this would be a really good, like... It would just be... It would be ridiculous. The whole thing would be ridiculous. Because I know how we play D&D. And the decisions can be just directly made those ridiculous decisions you know barring a few things that we've of course seen through our D campaigns oof oof um but yeah you know a lot of the like a lot of the stupid stuff that you want to do i don't know how many times i have started a uh a battle by sneaking up beside behind someone and then when they notice i'm stealing shit out of their pocket i shoulder check them off a cliff I, it's, I don't, I don't have enough fingers to count how many times I've done that in this game already. Um, and I think my favorite was I shoulder checked a goblin or a, uh, yeah, a goblin off of a, off of a cliff and he landed by his friends and they're like, what the hell? And then they started like screaming and running up the hill. Uh, you know, this like, uh, the staircase slash hill that was in this cave system. And, uh, I uh, ended up just basically rolling a a big like that uh, or like a big cast of like acid, and it rolled down the hill and hit him. And that whole area, if they wanted to come up to me, basically they had to run through like acid or poison. I can't remember uh, which one it was, but it was just a really really fun way to to, to start a battle. Um, it's still unforgiving. It's just. Uh, it really relies on those, you know, it really depends on your character's affinity to do things. Like, can... And it's always a thing with D&D. Oh, can I do this? And they're like, yeah, you're gonna have to roll for it. And then they don't tell you what the check is that you have to beat. Typically. Uh, they, you know, your DM or GM will not tell you that. In this game, it's like, okay, uh, I want to do this. And then it's like, well, you're gonna have to roll for it and you have to beat an 18. <laughs> and you're like, well... This probably isn't going to go well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is, like, if you are a tabletop player, you like playing D&D, you haven't played with a bit because, you know, m maybe you guys don't have uh, a DM or, you know, you run into the issue where everybody wants to play and nobody wants to run the game, this is the perfect option. Um, so, uh, I, I will say... It's early access. I mean, the game... I, I do feel the full game, for sure, should be $60. Because it's going to be... Uh, you know, it's going to be a great game. But I'm really surprised they didn't drop it, even by, like, 5 or 10 bucks for early access. You know, And, and that's kind of where I'm at, for. is I don't have... I don't think I have 60 bucks to blow on something I'm not going to have time for. For sure. For sure. But, yeah. Um, I, I just wanted to kind of go on that rant because it's this game is it's so it's so fun the characters are fun every time you think like okay you know they're at least what i've played of it um every time you think like okay cool i'm gonna sit down and start to tackle this something else crazy comes in the way and changes the way you know that whole option you know and everything that you would be doing with that typically uh it's just something always happens like 
I go to a campfire and sit down. It's like, okay, cool. Just going to rest, going to get, you know, my spells back and some of my health back. Um, and then someone wanders into your camp in the middle of the night. Like, you're just like, oh, shit. Not, like, again? Um, so, you know, it's, there's always something cool that's happening with this game. So I, I'm very, very impressed with it, even so far. Uh, even though they have, you know, some rough animations. I think the animations is one of the biggest things that they need to continue to, working on, uh, to work on. Character animations and otherwise. Um, but... Yeah, uh, that one came out last week. It is full price, so um, we'll definitely be seeing probably more of this game uh, throughout <laughs> throughout um, you know throughout the rest of this year for sure. But that's the show. Um, think we covered pretty much everything this week. Um, anything else off the top of your head that you know of that we didn't talk about? Uh, not really. It's been a it's it hasn't been the busiest week. A lot of the stuff's been pretty pretty cut and dry. Um, a couple of the smaller announcements have potential huge repercussions. We're just kind of waiting to see what happens there. Um, I'm anxious to see how the rest of this month goes because I just needed to be November already. Yes, yes, and it felt weird uh, last week's episode not being on the show. Like it was Sunday, and I was like, I'm supposed to be somewhere right now. Like. <laughs> I think this is one of the first episodes I've missed in quite a long time. So that, I mean, it might be like one of maybe two episodes out of the like 160 some episodes that we've done that didn't start with, uh, I'm Night Swarm, you know, the standard opening. Um, so that's interesting and very weird for me, but, um, I don't have anything else planned. That one was just like a, like hey, you guys uh, can't come to our wedding reception that's a week later, but our wedding is being held much closer to you guys, and do you want to come? And it was like, yeah, kind of. So that kind of thing is what happened. Um, but I don't have anything like that coming up. Uh, I know Aust uh, Filtercord was joking a little bit about you. Uh, he's like, I think it's only fair that uh, Johnny takes off next week. Uh, so hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll all be back, uh, after this, um, depending. So, uh, but thanks for joining us guys. Um, and if you guys, as always get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash mammoth games Inc. check out all the top news and video game stuff over there. Follow us on Twitter at mammoth games Inc. So, you know, when we go live and do stuff just like this, we'll be back with you guys next week. Um, but until then. I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm. Yep, and join us next week where only one of us is going to be recording the voices of all three of us. So it's going to be an impressions round. Ooh. This is Johnny Riot. Have a good one. <laughs>